0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So, I have such an exciting announcement that's coming with this episode, and that is I am starting a new job. And by the time this episode is out, I will actually be starting on my first day, which is so cool. And yes, I am starting a new job on a Wednesday. I know that is a little odd but that's just kind of what my company does and how it works for them so i mean i'm not complaining about a three-day work week so let me have it i wanted to kind of talk about like how the job search has been for me because your girl's got a lot to vent about i've made uh, an episode about how the job market is bullshit, and i unapologetically gave my thoughts on that And I guess this can be kind of like a part two to that. And I can also talk a little bit more about why I chose this company and what led to the decision of it and just sharing my overall thoughts. So after I had left my old company, which was called Flyer Labs, I knew that I was burnt out. I knew that I needed a break. So I didn't apply for jobs until maybe a few days after I left the company because I just knew that I was tired, I was stressed, I was just miserable, and I just really needed a time to myself. Once that time had passed, I went on a huge application spree. And let me tell you, I interviewed at probably oh my gosh I want to say maybe 15 to 20 companies it was a lot like a lot a lot of companies that I interviewed with and I just couldn't take it anymore so it could have been more but two places that reached out to one interview with me didn't require um or sorry they didn't allow remote work And I basically had to be back in an office in San Francisco. And that doesn't really do me any good when I'm in Portland. So I was not able to move forward with those companies, which sucked because they're really great companies. But you know what? It is what it is. No big deal. So, gosh, where do I even start? So I think one of the first companies that I interviewed with was a health startup. And I guess what I will do with this episode To make it a little bit longer than normal, I'll just talk about my experience with every single place that I interviewed with and what their decision was. And then we will kind of go to the company that I ended up getting a job with. So the first company, and I'm not going to say the name, but it was pretty much a small health tech startup, Series B. I know it paid really well. And the guy that I talked to was really friendly over the phone, but I remember he was, I want to say 10 minutes late to our call. So that's always a good start, right? But he told me that he was late because he was closing out an offer, which makes sense because candidates who are about to join a company obviously have more priority over a candidate who was just starting the process that's just how it is in recruiting so i get it and i at least appreciated him apologizing to me about the whole thing of him being late it was an okay conversation he didn't really ask me too much about my experience and my background he seemed that he already really liked what i was doing and because he was late to our call we had to schedule another call to finish out our conversation, which is so annoying because that really slows down the process a ton. And then I had to complete an assignment for them. And so the assignment was not that difficult. It gave me a couple of like situational questions on how I would handle certain situations within recruiting. And then I had to basically create an outreach message to a potential candidate for that company. So it wasn't anything too challenging. And it took them maybe, God, I don't know, three weeks to get back to me. And it was ridiculous. And I knew that I did not want to move forward with this company after how wishy-washy they were in this process. And the fact that it was just a terrible candidate experience. When I Completed an assignment you should be getting back to me no later than 48 hours after it's done And it's just absolutely ridiculous to keep candidates waiting for that long I actually thought I was getting ghosted by this company But they eventually got back to me and I really just didn't even have it in me to say thanks for the update no worries because It's like I already knew this was a no because you were taking so long to get back to me in the process and I Honestly, don't want to work at this company. I'm actually not that excited by what they were doing. And I also just didn't like how I was being treated. And I also didn't really like that diversity wasn't really a priority for them and that they had to stay neutral and embrace ambiguity. And I know that they've lost candidates because there's no diversity quota and they have to be in a political organization which didn't really seem like the best fit for me in terms of a culture aspect. So it's probably for the best that I didn't make it through to the next round with them because it just was not a good fit overall. And then another company that I interviewed with, which is a very popular clothing brand or not a clothing brand, but let's just say a retail store that I absolutely love. And I was so excited when I got an interview with them, and I never heard back after my first interview. I even followed up, and I was just straight up ghosted, and I didn't understand why I was ghosted. And so that was a no for me, and so I moved on from that. Then the third company that I interviewed with was a creative app that is very well-known, and one that I was very excited about and this had the largest paying salary out of all the companies that I was interviewing with and I actually had a really good candidate experience with this company I was definitely bummed when I didn't get it but I understood why so their process was fairly quick I went through one phone call and then it was just a virtual onsite, and I met a few people on their team and I had a really great time with talking to everyone. So I heard back the following week because my interview I believe was on a Friday, and so I didn't hear back until maybe a Monday or or so. So it was a couple days after, and they ended up saying that I wasn't senior enough for the position, and they wish I had facilitated more projects, which I was really confused about because as a recruiter, You really don't need to be facilitating projects. That's not really something that recruiters do, but, you know, teach their own. I guess every company does something differently. It was okay. I was still um, thankful for their time. I still connected with the hiring manager, and they didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. Then this next company i wasn't really that excited about once i started talking to the people i mean i know what their product does it's in the the beauty space and it is a b2b company and i i liked the company because it was in the beauty space and i'm very much into beauty that's a domain that really excites me which is why i applied even though i realized like b2b isn't really my thing anymore so with this uh process i had a call with one person and then it was okay but just it seemed like a really boring dry conversation but they still wanted me to move forward and basically it was the next step was going to be an onsite so I went through the process and people just still seem sort of bland in my opinion I think there was one person from the panel that I talked to then they wanted my references, but they said they weren't going to contact my references until I talked to one other person. And then once I spoke to this person, she I think she was like their head of people or whatever. She didn't really seem that excited to be chatting with me. And I think one thing that's really frustrating is when you are interviewing candidates, you need to not show disinterested in the candidate or sound like you're not interested that creates a bad experience i hate to say but sometimes you gotta fake it till you make it when you talk to candidates and treat them with respect and it's so obvious when i can see boredom in their face and i can sense their tone not being interested that goes to show that you are probably not good at your job okay well that's not true it's not that you're not good at your job but you really need to work on those skills on being more personable when I'm talking to candidates, even if they do suck. But I think a lot of hiring managers and recruiters and other interviewers make this mistake so often, and it makes candidates so fucking uncomfortable, and it makes them feel like that they are absolutely not wanted. And that's not okay. So I ended up not getting an offer with them, and honestly, I didn't care. I wasn't upset because there just wasn't really a good connection between me and that company so this next company was exciting but i was really disappointed with their salary range it was really low especially for a senior level position and i was very concerned by that i had a good conversation um with the hiring manager for this position and this is for a company that isn't within the e-commerce selling space no it wasn't Amazon but it's basically um, a very popular app that a lot of people are using and I didn't get past the phone screen I didn't get any feedback but my guess was maybe salary or I wasn't maybe senior enough so it could have been one of those two things that's my guess then the next company that I interviewed with is a company in the fintech space and it's also a company that I have used the apps product before so they're a mobile company and I really like their product a ton and so again I went through the interview process and I didn't get past the first phone screen and this was not a senior level position it only needed two years of experience which I have two and a half years so I knew that I was qualified for this role that one I'm not sure why I didn't make it to the next round. I didn't get any feedback. I asked for some feedback and I was ghosted which was a shame because I really liked that company but you know it is what it is. Recruiters don't have to give you feedback after the first stage because sometimes there's not enough feedback to give and also there's also a lot of liability reasons that can go into it why we can't give them feedback because I'm candidates can actually hold that against us and potentially sue us and that's not something we want so that was that company and so for this next one oh gosh this one was just a mess so this is a travel company that I use and it is mobile and they are going to web oh gosh okay where do I start so I was really really excited about this opportunity the most especially within the beginning of my job search right and so it was a good paying job they had a great bonus structure there was equity lots of great benefits I was so 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 excited about this company because I love their product so I really liked my conversations with one of their tech recruiters and then the recruiting coordinator And then I had to complete an assignment and the assignment was fairly easy. um, And they had another call with me to talk more about my assignment. And then shit hit the fan when the onsite happened. So with the onsite, oh my God, just what a mess. I was treated so terribly during this onsite. And I was dealing with people who um, live in another country, so I don't know if this is like a culture thing or not, but it really created such a terrible experience for me. So with the first person that I talked to, they were very, very disengaged, and they got up twice during my call with them, which I found to be a little bit unprofessional. He asked me really weird questions. Like one question that he had asked me was, What kind of buckets do I place a software engineers in? And I'm just thinking, that's not something I do. But it's like he was expecting me to answer the question. I said, Well, I guess there are candidates that maybe are mission driven. There are candidates that may use the company to get their work visa sponsored. And he goes, Okay, are there any other buckets? it's just like, why does that matter? That like I don't put candidates into buckets. And so it was just a really weird question that made me very uncomfortable. And so I felt like that conversation was just meh. Then the next conversation was with a woman. And she was so rude. Oh my goodness, so, so, so rude. So she got very argumentative with me and... I'm just like thinking what is going on so i was telling her about my process that i had done at my old company and how i built a recruiting process from scratch and i was talking about an interview bank that i had created at my company and how when it comes to on sites candidates need to be asked the same kinds of questions to prevent bias that is an hr thing like this is me coming from an hr perspective this person is the director of software engineering at this company they don't work in hr and so she basically told me i disagree with that and i said why because this is like a standard process that mitigates bias and she goes well every candidate is a different and there's always going to be different kinds of questions you want to ask them and i said Well, it's always fine to ask follow-up questions and you can certainly ask some different questions about certain things but there should be a solid foundation of questions that you should ask candidates because it's not fair if one question is asked to a candidate and but another candidate isn't tested on the same thing so if you're interviewing candidates for a back-end software engineering role that requires python and you ask them a question What is your experience with Python? But you don't ask that other candidate about their experience with Python. Do you see how that's not problematic? Because it definitely isn't. And she just was really rude about it. And then it came to another part where she said she had saw my assignment and that she actually knew one of the candidates that I did in a mock sourcing assignment. And she said, I want you to pitch this candidate um, about the company. And I said, okay, so I pitched the candidate um, a little bit more about the company and the role that we like a mock role that they were hiring for. And she goes, I just told you that I know this candidate. Why didn't you include that in your pitch? And I said, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you wanted me to include that. And she was just really rude. And very defensive and I just didn't get it. And so I just realized like this is probably not going to be a good culture fit. It sounds like they have a really weird way of how they want to recruit people for their company. They asked me a lot of difficult questions and recruiting interviews in my experience have never really been that challenging. I mean, just ask people what they've done what kind of roles that they've worked on? What are some of the most challenging things that they've worked on? Difficult hiring managers that we maybe encountered. Like those are the kinds of questions you should be asking, not these weird questions that just throw candidates off. It just it made me really uncomfortable. And then I had to talk to another person the next day. And I was just thinking, like, do I even really want to talk to this person after my experience with these last two people? And so the last person that I talked to was a lot better and she didn't ask me anything too crazy. And that's when I was just like, okay, I don't want to work here. And then maybe two hours after my last call, I got a rejection email from the person in charge of hiring. And I said, okay, no worries. But I was actually going to let you know that I wanted to withdraw from this process. And I gave them my feedback regarding my on-site experience because they needed to know my feedback. It's it's so important that candidates also give feedback to employers just as much as employers are giving feedback to candidates. And so that was just really, really frustrating. And I was so glad that I did not move forward with them because they were rude. So the next company that I interviewed with was a health company. And it is a startup. And I know that they have plans to go public sometime in the future. And I talked to a really friendly recruiter, but she seemed a little off, like she kept using my name over and over and over again in the interview process, which was really weird. And I got rejected. I got no feedback on why they didn't want to move forward with me, but whatever, no big deal. Then we go to another company that's a pretty big name company. It's a mobile app and it is within the delivery space and so I interviewed with them and it's funny because they actually reached out to me and so I was excited and I chatted with the recruiter and then she completely ghosted me never heard back from her so I don't know what happened there but yeah that was a disappointment left a really bad taste in my mouth for sure Then the next company was an HR based platform company that I'm actually familiar with because one of my old companies used their product and I applied to this company like one of the first companies that I applied to and they didn't get back to me until a month later and I said okay well I mean I still don't have an offer in hand I'm still gonna need to keep interviewing and I talked to a woman, and she said that she had already extended an offer out to this position, but apparently a lot of candidates had been rejecting the offer, and so she said that if this candidate doesn't move forward with the offer, then she'll move me forward. And then, of course, the following day, she told me that the candidate (laughs) accepted the offer and that... there was no point in continuing the process so I'm thinking like what the fuck what a waste of time you should have like waited until this candidate had accepted or rejected the offer before wasting my time like that that was super fucking annoying and then we had this one company oh my god the roller coaster and the hoops that this company put me through was just absolutely ridiculous so another big tech company within the, I don't want to say the domain because it's its literally going to give it away if I say it, but it's a big tech company. It's not a thing company, but it's a well-known company within the tech space that involves live events. Let's put it that way. You probably know what it is by now, but I applied to their job listing online and I was told on my first initial call that the role was a fixed term position when the job description never even said that. And so fixed term is different than contract. So this was going to be a position for a year, but it was still going to be a full time position with benefits, equity, all of that. So I thought maybe I guess we'll see what goes on. And so I was really unsure how they felt about me, but she wanted to move me forward. And so I had my on-site. I talked to two people for an hour and it went really well. And I thought, okay, maybe this won't be so bad. I mean, this is a really good company. The salary is pretty good. And I was told when I would hear back and I didn't hear back for a few days. And so then I followed up and then it wasn't until a week later where I got a phone call from the recruiter in charge of this position saying that I was a top candidate for this company and I said okay cool that's awesome and she said that I would have a decision at the end of the week and I said okay awesome so the end of the week comes and goes and I'm thinking I cannot keep waiting on this company anymore and then the next week I had is when I had gotten an offer so I had to email the recruiter saying like hey just wanted to at least let you know I don't know where you guys are still are in your process but I've accepted an offer elsewhere and they said congratulations I'm sorry we couldn't move fast enough for you and they lost out on a great candidate because of that this is the thing like stop playing games this company played so many games I think this company just wanted to keep re- reviewing candidates and interviewing and interviewing just to see if the next best thing would come along and that's not fair if you like a candidate and you think that they are really good And there are just no other candidates that you can compare them to. Hire that fucking candidate. It is not that hard. I don't get it. Okay. Another company that I interviewed with was a company within the home interior design space. Really cool company. Was really excited about them. I had an initial phone screen with them. And then I never heard back ever again. I was completely ghosted. So that was annoying. Definitely left a bad taste in my mouth. After they were a really cool company, but yeah. So that's that. Then we go ahead to a fan company. So I did interview with one fan company, which was really exciting. I won't disclose the name, and I was reached out by someone on. On linkedin i had a really good conversation and so she ended up telling me that they were actually looking for sorcerers and not recruiters even though in her message it said she was looking for recruiters and i said well to be honest i'm not interested in a sorcerer role i'm interested in a tech recruiting role and she goes okay well we do have openings on my team for this let me get back to you with the hiring manager and see what they say And so I said, okay, cool, no problem. And so she got back to me the next day and the hiring manager said no. And I was like, all righty. Well, no big deal, I suppose. I mean, it is a fan company. They're going to think companies are really competitive. So I wasn't like too bothered by this. But it was just really annoying because maybe if I had said yes to the sorcerer role, I could have possibly moved forward in the process. But I wasn't going to settle for something that I really didn't want. Even though it was going to pay really well, I just I wasn't going to settle. So I wasn't really sorry about that. I have three more companies left. So then we have another company that went public earlier this year, and it's in the health space. And I had a really good conversation. So I had two calls with the hiring manager, and then I had an on-site that I needed to do. and. I really enjoyed my time talking to everyone. It was a very good candidate experience overall. And I was definitely happy with the company and the people and just the team in general. And I could have definitely seen myself working there. I ended up getting a phone call after my on-site was over. And basically, well, it wasn't like the day of, but it was a few days after. And they said that they were going to pass just because my sourcing strategy wasn't as creative as they wanted it to be. And I was like, "Okay, um n- no big deal, but they said everything else was fine. I think just having a creative sourcing strategy was just really important for them. And at the end of the day, I could have asked what they were looking for, but I already had an offer in hand, so I didn't care too much to ask what they were looking for otherwise I would have. And then The second to last company is a company that I had already finished two on-sites with. So the company that I just mentioned and then the company that I got an offer from. And so this company is in the fintech space and it's pretty well known. And I had a phone screen with one of their hiring managers or was a recruiter, I can't remember, and she didn't really sound that excited about me. She kept the call very short. And I didn't understand why because I was answering her questions. She didn't ask me anything super challenging. So I just knew that I was not moving forward with this company. And I personally didn't want to. And I was praying, praying, praying that one of the two companies that I had finished an on-site with was going to give me an offer. So then we go to the last company that I got an offer from and that I accepted my job from. This is a company within the mental health space and influencers have actually been sponsored by them. And this company is only a year old and it's grown so quickly and it has over 100,000 users, which is a lot for a company that's only been running for a year now. As someone who struggles with mental health, I have moderate to severe anxiety. I have trichotillomania. I have a little bit of depression. I have ADHD. For me, I I struggle with mental health. Long story short, right? So working for a company that really focuses and cares about mental health and providing affordable therapy. And as someone who is a huge believer in therapy and always advocating others to go to a therapist when they're mental health is struggling i advocated for it so much so this was a company mission that i believed in so much and i was so excited that i got an offer from this company i will say the offer was a little bit lower than what i wanted it to be but for me the salary was still higher than my last job it was still a raise and a step up and there's a really great bonus structure that's put into play And there's unlimited PTO, which isn't always like the best thing in the world, because if you leave the company, then you don't get paid out for it. But it's okay, And it's still, again, just a mission that I really like. That's something that I care so much about. Having a good company mission is important. And that was another reason as to like why I had left the company in the first place because i just wasn't excited about what my old company was doing my old company focused in airline revenue management and it's just not that exciting it just really isn't so to go from airline revenue management space to talking and like being in an environment with people who i couldn't really relate to and the people weren't really around my age and then going to people who are more my age who are more startup focused and have the experience within the tech background and then there's also therapists that work for the company that are within the mix it just seemed like a much better fit for me overall I'm so excited (laughs) it's funny before I was recording this episode one of the recruiters was just blowing up my calendar and my emails with more events that I needed to um accept on my calendar I was basically like getting my agenda for this week which is so exciting so tomorrow is a very very busy day for me so I think the biggest takeaway that you can get from my whole experience with interviewing and getting up to this job, please don't settle. I know sometimes you can get really desperate and you need a job and you have to kind of take what you can get. And that happened to me with Flyer, where it was the only company that gave me an offer after getting laid off. So many times in 2020, I couldn't stand not being fully employed. And so I took the first thing that gave me an offer and ran with it. And I truly didn't understand the company that well, but it's like they gave me an offer. I'll learn more about it and we'll go from there. Now I got to be more selective. Even though I was still unemployed, for me, it was really important that I find the right fit. So even if it meant being unemployed for a little bit longer, I knew that I didn't want to make the same mistake that I had made twice in the past, actually, because I wanted to work in a place where there was a mission that I believed in, where I was going to be paid what I was worth, where the people were going to make it worthwhile, where I was going to feel valued and cared about. So that is why I chose this company and why I decided to finally end my job search last week. I am so excited to be starting my new job tomorrow. And I cannot wait to see what this job has in store. And I think the best part about this is that I'm not feeling anxious within this role. I remember when I first got hired at Flyer, my anxiety was so high. I remembered my anxiety was, what if I get fired? What if I get laid off? Or what if I'm not good at my job? And I'm not going into this job with any anxiety, which is really great. Because for once, I feel relaxed. I feel good. I think I'm going to do great things in this position that I'm going to be working in. It's still in tech recruiting, but I have gotten a chance to kind of talk with some of the team through Slack since I activated my Slack account earlier this week. And so I was able to just sort of interact with some of the teammates before I even started, which was kind of fun. They seem like really funny people, which I'm really excited about. And I just feel like that's an environment where I thrive really well in, an environment where people are just like me where people talk like me, where people work like me, Um, people care about the company and what they do, and they care a lot about recruiting. That excites me. I also thrive really well in an environment where I feel supported, where I'm not going to be micromanaged and where I'm going to feel confident. And my managers are going to trust me to get my job done without them breathing down my neck every five seconds. I'm excited no anxiety this time and i think that's a good place to start so with that being said i am unapologetically excited about starting this new job and i encourage you if you are absolutely miserable at your current job quit your job i know that kind of sounds like a privileged thing to say but i mean at least you know you could at least look for a new job and then quit once you have an offer because i mean not everyone can just quit their job without something lined up i certainly was not in that place what I did was incredibly risky I actually took out another loan to kind of tide me over while I looked, since I wasn't eligible for unemployment or severance so I knew that I had to immediately move quickly but at the same time I don't regret what I did so if you are really unhappy look for a new job and quit your job (laughs) I promise you it will be one of the best decisions you'll ever make because Your mental health should not suffer over a job. Do not let your job consume your life. So with that being said, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and just hearing about my ridiculous journey while looking for another job. I don't wish the job search on anyone, but... I do encourage you to look for a job if you're not happy because, again, everyone deserves happiness within their workspace and with what they're doing. And I believe that everyone deserves a fulfilling career, whatever it is. So if you like this episode, amazing. Also, make sure you do give us a great review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening through that platform. If you have a shameless, unapologetic experience that you want me to talk about on the podcast please feel free to email the podcast at shamelessly unapologetic podcast at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on instagram at shamelessly unapologetic and with that i will see you next week with a brand new episode bye